Hello and welcome everybody to Journal Sessions on the Bold Love Podcast with Pastor Bob Roberts Jr. Journal Sessions is actually a brand new format that's a weekly 10 to 20 minute podcast that features things that have been on Pastor Bob's mind. It's like a look inside his journal almost on the things that he's been thinking deeply about and that he's been praying deeply about and then he shares stories from his journey on that topic. We've had an incredible first three episodes with Pastor Bob that have really gotten people talking and thinking and sharing on social media. So we're very thankful for that. If you are a frequent listener to the Bold Love podcast, we will continue our regular format of interviews with well-known bridge builders and peacemakers and going towards our goal of helping listeners learn how to better love their neighbor. So look out for those. But on this week's journal session, Pastor Bob talks about the one thing he'd encourage you to do more than anything else. Find out what that is and take a listen. If there's one thing that I could encourage you to do more than anything else, even more than tithe, even more than sharing your faith every day, you know what it would be? Pray. Pray. There's literally nothing any more important you will ever do in your life than to pray. I don't know what it is about prayer that we struggle with it so much. But we do. And a lot of people, they try to increase it. And then they, you know, try to have their quiet times and their prayer times along the way. And then they go throughout the rest of the day. And and yet the reality is they do prayer to be a better person. But the reality is how in the world can you even live the Christian life without prayer? There's just too much. There's too much flesh inside of us that we have to overcome temptation. There's too many challenges that we face throughout the day. There's too many opportunities that we miss. The apostles asked Jesus the question, Lord, teach us to pray. And I think Paul got it when he said, pray without ceasing. What does that look like? I remember a very uh, well-known pastor that I love and admire and respect. And I was with a group of very influential pastors about 30 years ago, and we were walking somewhere and somebody brought up the subject of prayer. And, and one of the pastors said, you know, prayer, it's okay. And it's good. And you should pray and everything, but I've seen preachers pray a lot. And I've seen preachers pray a little, I think prayer has very little to do with the church. So how it grows and what's going to happen. So you ought to just pray, but whatever happens, happens. You know, in my heart, I was grieved because I knew that that wasn't right. And it's interesting to me, some of the men who were in that conversation are no longer in the ministry, had huge churches, big ministries. Prayer matters. Prayer is not this secret formula to get what you want. I guess if that's what you want to view it as, then, yeah, maybe it's a 50-50 crapshoot. But that's not prayer. Prayer is far more than just giving God your list and his action items that he needs to do in order to make your dreams come true. Prayer is life. It's fellowship. It's it's relationship. And yet it's hard. I remember I'd hear preachers come and preach for my dad when I was a little boy, and they would preach sermons on prayer. And they would talk about this man named Praying Hyde and how you ought to pray an hour a day, two hours a day. And I remember when I was eight years old, I decided, okay, I'm going to do it. So I got up early the next morning, ready to pray for two hours, and I made it about 10 minutes and I was prayed out. What else What else do I pray about? What do I say? And I, I was confused because in my mind, 
all I saw prayer was being on my knees for two hours. I remember when I was a little boy, I used to go with my dad to these prayer meetings and all these preachers would pray on Saturday night in Beaumont, Texas, because they'd all be preaching at their churches the next day. And I mean, they would pray. Each one of them was loud and it was long and and they prayed with passion. And I loved it. But I, I don't know. I never prayed like that. How do we pray? I think for me, I, I prayed and I heard God's voice and I did what I knew to do. But one of the real, uh, I would say, transitions for me in prayer happened when I was being discipled by Leighton Ford and a group of guys. We went out to this river, and really it was a creek, and he each gave us a journal. This is before Tim Keller's the Tim Keller we know now, and and this was in the mid-90s, and Tim Keller had just spoken to us on idols. He wrote a book about that three or four years ago. But he literally spoke to us about it. And the whole idea was that our idols are not things that we love, but generally it's things that we fear that we protect ourselves from. And so he had us just write down what our idols were to get alone on that creek and just write it down. And so I did. What, what frightened me the most? And Man, I found out he was right. The idols that I built in my life were things that I feared. And I was protecting myself against it. God moved in a profound way. And I kept that journal and I would go back and I would read it and I would add things to it back and forth. I wasn't thinking about journaling. That was the furthest thing from my mind. I was just writing down, God, help me get rid of this idol in my life. And, and this is why I'm this way. And this is why I fear this. God, help me get over that. And, and so gradually I, I began to journal and I'm not a good journaler. I have many journals, but I'm really not a good journaler. I'm just writing down my thoughts and what God is saying and the verses that I'm interacting with. Then I would say another shift took place when I stumbled onto Dallas Willard's book, Hearing God. It's one of the most profound books I've ever read in my life because here, here's what that book does. It redefines prayer. A lot of people read the book as a book on how to pray better, but it's not. It's really how to recognize God better. I mean, how do you hear God's voice? Not just when you're reading the Bible, not just when you're on your knees, but, but how do you pray throughout the day before you go in a tough meeting? God, give me wisdom what to say. When you have to deal with a relationship that broken, God, help me know how to bring healing. When, when, you're, when you're dealing with stress, when you're, no matter what it is, what does it mean to, to recognize God and pray, pray to him throughout the day, to hear his voice in a line in a movie theater, or to hear his voice in a poem, or to hear his voice in a song, or even in your child that says something, and it just captures you. Prayer for Willard was not merely something that I did to start the day off with. It's something that I was going to do all throughout the day. You know, I, I just want to say to you, if the only time, I don't care if it's two hours, if the only time you ever spend with God is to pray in the early morning, if you do, even if you do it for an hour or two, and then you're done and you go into your day, you don't get prayer. You don't get prayer. When you pray early in the morning, you're focusing yourself, you're centering yourself on who Jesus is and, and the Holy Spirit moving in your life and glorifying God the Father and then when you get up off your knees, you're going to be praying all day long. When you pray like that, something happens. And, and, and the reason you need to do that is because throughout the day, you're discerning what is God doing? What is he saying? You're making decisions. 
You're engaging with people in situations. And so what happens is prayer is communing with God, but it's also communication with God. And it's connecting with God in divine moments. It's following him, whatever he's saying. It's, it's him revealing things to you. Even in the moment while you're talking to people, he'll give you divine impressions. Prayer is the ability to hear God's voice so that you can obey. It was Evan Roberts, the great Welsh evangelist that saw the great Welsh awakening take place, who talked about its immediate obedience when you hear God tell you something. And the whole essence of those meetings were to begin in prayer, to listen to what God was saying and then obey him immediately because you heard him and he spoke. So prayer is one of those things that it's breathing the air in our lungs and it's exhaling out. And it's, it's this relationship all day long, praying over your meals, praying in your meetings, praying when you're talking to your wife and you're trying to figure out, okay, what's the best way to say this? Or your husband, it doesn't matter. In my tradition, we never use written prayers. I mean, I was even raised, we Baptist, we, we pray from the heart. And so I always have had a tendency to look down on written prayers. But a few years ago, I began to read some of the early church fathers, and I began to read some of the prayers of the saints and St. Francis and some others, many of their prayers. And I would read them, and I would think about what they were saying, and I would let them go deep inside my soul. And one of the prayers that I loved the most was the prayer of St. Patrick, you know, at Christ above me, Christ beneath me, Christ before me, Christ behind me. And so one day I was working on my journal for the year, and I was curious about that prayer. And so I Googled the prayer of St. Francis. It's a long prayer, but what a profound prayer. St. Francis was born about 390 AD, lived about 461. Uh, he was from Scotland, and he was captured by the Irish and taken to Ireland uh, in captivity to basically be a slave. And he escaped and got back to Scotland. But he had this dream where he was impressed of God that he needed to go back to Ireland. So he did. And he became the missionary to Ireland and, and thus St. Patrick. And I don't know how we got all the St. Patty's Day and green clovers and uh, getting drunk. But that was not the St. Francis of the early church. I love his prayer. I want to read it to you. And, and, and here's why I like it. I like it because it's complete. So I'm going to read it to you in sections if you would let me. Are you ready? Here we go. Prayer of St. Francis. I arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through a belief in the threeness, through a confession of the oneness of the creator of creators. I arise today through the strength of Christ's birth and his baptism, through, through the strength of his crucifixion and his burial, through the strength of his resurrection and his ascension, through the strength of his descent and judgment of doom, I arise today. What is this? It's first of all, a prayer of confession. He's stating what he believes. Listen to this. I arise today through the strength of the love of cherubim and obedience of angels in service of archangels in the hope of the resurrection to meet with reward in the prayers of the patriarchs in the pre preachings of the apostles in faith of confessors in innocence of virgins in deeds of righteous men. What is he doing? He's praying a foundation. 
angels, archangels, the saints, the patriarchs, the apostles, all of these people. I rise today through the strength of heaven, the light of the sun, the splendor of fire, the speed of lightning, the swiftness of the wind, the depth of the sea, the stability of the earth, firmness of the rock. What is he talking about? He's talking about nature. Oh, God, you created this world, and right in the middle of it, I want to be in harmony with nature. There is a reason why people in nature feel close to God. That's why some of the most profound prayer times you're going to have is just walking and talking. And when when you're outside, that's prayer. Well, I went hiking. Yeah, but you were praying. You were communicating. I rise today through God's strength to pilot me, God's might to uphold me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's eye to look before me, God's ear to hear me, God's word to speak for me, God's hand to guard me, God's way to lie before me, God's shield to protect me, God's host to save me. What is he talking about here? He's talking about all that God has provided to to direct everything that he's going to do all throughout the day. And then listen to this. He gets into warfare from the snares of the devil, from the temptations of vices, from everyone who desires me evil, afar and anear, alone or in a multitude. I summon all these powers between me and evil against every cruel, merciless power that opposes my body, my soul, my spirit, against incantations of false prophets, black laws of pagandom, false laws of heretics, craft of idolatry, against spells of women. I guess some of you should say men, against spells of women and smites and withers, against every knowledge that corrupts man's body and soul. Christ, shield me today against poison, against burning, against drowning, against wounding. What is he doing? He's praying spiritual warfare. So look at his progression. A confession of who God is, the foundations that he is standing upon that others have built, nature that he's in flow with, God that's going to guide him, praying against anything that evil. And now we get, get to that famous part. Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me. I love this. Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down, Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of every man who speaks of me, Christ in the eyes that see me, Christ in the ears that hear me. I arise today. And here's what I love. He finishes it just like he starts it through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through a belief in the threeness, through a confession of the oneness of the creator of creation. I want you to pray with all of your being. So pray the Psalms, pray the scriptures, pray your prayer list, pray throughout the day and pray the saints. Pray them. There's some phenomenal prayers that they've prayed. And there's something rich. When I pray the prayer of St. Patrick, I'm praying with centuries of believers who've prayed that prayer. I'm praying a holistic prayer for all of God to be in all of me so that I can give all of me to all of him for all of his glory. Pray without ceasing. 
Thank you so much for joining us for journal sessions with Pastor Bob Roberts Jr. on the Bold Love Podcast. If you were impacted by this conversation, we would like to ask a favor. First, if you found this episode impactful, please share it on social media and recommend it to a friend. Second, like most podcasts, we are able to make these impactful conversations happen with support from partnering organizations and individuals like you. If you felt led to support these type of conversations, you can do so now and give at support.boldlovepodcast.com. Whether it's a single gift or a monthly donation, we are so thankful for you. For more information on this podcast, show notes, and any other references, you can go to boldlovepodcast.com to get all the information there. We appreciate you joining us. And remember on the Bold Love Podcast, we encourage you to live out your faith boldly, learn how to better love your neighbor, and learn how to relate to others despite your differences without compromising your faith. See you next time.